Grace, mercy, and peace are yours this day from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. I invite you to hear a portion of our gospel reading. And when he has found it, he lays it on his shoulders rejoicing. And when he comes home, he calls together his friends and his neighbors, saying to them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep that was lost. Please be seated. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, it's Loyalty Sunday, which is... I guess a nicer way of saying Stewardship Sunday. I don't know why it's called that, I'm new. I wonder if somebody didn't change the name because the word stewardship makes people real nervous. I'm not too fond of it either. It always seems like a really thinly veiled attempt to say, give us your money, please. And it's not just that that's in poor taste, because honestly, I'm fine with that part. Poor taste doesn't bother me. Some of y'all like country music. Doesn't bother you either. <laughs> Poor taste in the issue. It's worse. Is that whenever we start talking about stewardship, we always start with what's wrong, not what's right. And that makes everything a lot darker. That leaves out hope. That leaves out Jesus. We can't do that here. When we start with what's wrong, don't get me wrong, the list ain't small. But that's exactly why we start with Jesus, the God who seeks the lost, who dines with sinners, who makes his home with the folks who caused everything that's wrong, who saves the folks who couldn't save themselves. That's us. We're Christians. Christ is in the name. It comes before everything else, even in stewardship. Otherwise, we'd be time, talent, treasurians, or some other garbage like that. But when you forget Jesus is the good shepherd, the only thing you have left to turn to for help is, well, us, or more accurately, our idols. And they are still idols, even if you stamp a cross on them. See, I've only ever been embarrassed about being Lutheran one time. It actually says a lot for as many dumb jokes as we make about potlucks. Like, Lutherans don't actually have the entire market cornered on liking food. Other people do that too, it's fine. But the only time I've ever actually been embarrassed about being a Lutheran, I sat and I listened to a Missouri Synod preacher start a sermon like this. He just looked around the room, slowly, seriously. He started snapping his fingers. Didn't say anything at first, just looking around, letting the tension build. And he said something along the lines of, every time I snap my fingers, somebody dies without Jesus, and we could have done something about it. It was apparently a big push to raise money. I figured it would have been more cost effective to just get him to stop snapping his fingers. But what do I know? I'm not allowed to be in charge of nothing. I'm not trying to be flippant. Um, I'm trying a little bit to be flippant. But the thing is, at the end of the day, there is no amount of time or talent or treasure that can buy somebody salvation. Only Jesus can give that. There is nothing also that you can do to stop the Good Shepherd from seeking the lost. The Good Shepherd is Jesus, 
not you. I was embarrassed that day because that preacher lied. He manipulated people. He used their guilt and their fear. And most of all, I was embarrassed because he turned Jesus from the good shepherd, in the one who seeks the lost, into some kind of secret knowledge that we use to save people from hell. And it made for a moderately successful fundraising tool, I guess. There is a reason that all of the wealthiest religions in this world threaten people with hell if they don't give enough. There is a reason why it's so easy to start stewardship talks with everything that is wrong. There aren't enough people in church or volunteers or programs or funds. All of those are good, but fear, love, and trust in these things above God, there's a name for that. Idolatry. Even if you're trying to use these things to point to Jesus. But fear, love, and trust in idols happens when you take Jesus out of the picture. So most of the time, stewardship starts with what's wrong, turns into tactless complaining about what's wrong in order to make you feel bad so you will step up and try and fix it, you know, so you can be part of the 99 who need no repenting. We do this stuff wrong. This is what happens when you don't start with Jesus, with what's not right. If we did, we would see the truth. This place is already a treasure, not because of the walls or the programs or any of the other things that we brag about. This place is a treasure because there are sinners here. That's what the Lord thinks is so valuable that he is willing to leave behind heaven itself just to seek. He comes down to seek us, the sinners, the lost sheep. Jesus sees us sinners as the treasure worth seeking. You are actually what is valuable here because Jesus is the good shepherd who loves you enough to seek you out. And the reason that this place is special is because this is where he's doing it. Don't start with what's wrong. Start with what's right. Jesus, who conquered sin and death without your help, who seeks the lost, even when it's you and me. He sees us as worth dying for, worth seeking, worth pursuing. Jesus is the good shepherd, not you. And that's good news, because he has sought you. He has put your idolatry on his shoulders and carried that cross to Golgotha, and there he died for you and for me. Your sins are forgiven you. All of your idolatry, all of your fear, all of your ego, Jesus died for you. And that same Jesus is here for you today. This is where he promised to deliver through the Holy Spirit the gifts that he has won. He is present here for you in the word, in the cup, in the font. There is more joy in heaven over this. One sinner drowned with Jesus, raised with Jesus in the font. One sinner carried from death to life on the shoulders of the good shepherd, forgiven, saved, alive in the Lord. So that he would carry you to the resurrection, even as he carried your sins into the tomb. Rejoice. God is here, sharing a meal with sinners. Rejoice. God is here to wipe away tears so this place is a treasure, and you get to be a part of it. You get to receive Jesus here. You get to sing along with angels and all of the saints in heaven here. Whatever is wrong, I'm not saying there isn't anything wrong we can be working on. Jesus is here to forgive and comfort and save you, and that is righter. Do you think that there's anything 
anything you could do or not do that would keep the good shepherd from his sheep. Do you think so much of yourself? Rejoice. God's got this stuff under control. The gift is that he actually wants you to be a part of it too. Start there and you will finally understand stewardship. The angels singing in heaven over the sinner that Jesus brings to repentance, that is stewardship. They were living in their vocation and serving as God gave them to do. And it didn't add anybody to the kingdom. And it never needed to. It just pointed to the king and found joy in everything that he has done. Jesus is the good shepherd. He's got this stuff under control. The angels just got to rejoice. And it's the same down here. It really is. Believe it or not, God's got this stuff under control. And you get to be a part of it. It can't add any to the kingdom, but it never needed to. We just get to point to it as God has given us to do and find joy. We get to rejoice and live in our vocations. That's, that's stewardship. Some of you make sure that it looks so beautiful in here that when you walk in, you can actually be reminded that God is present here in a meaningful way. Some of you give to make sure that the pastors don't starve or have to work second jobs and tell somebody laying on their deathbed, sorry, I got to work my real job today. All of us sing along with the angels today and help teach the next generation that it's okay to sing hymns in church even if it's off key because the angels will clean it up between here and heaven. And this is nothing to be ashamed of. There are a million little things that you do here. And I thank God for each and every one of you. Each act is part of the angel's song. Each is the rejoicing in heaven. And it's all a gift. I mean, we know what's out there in the world. The sinners burdened by their flesh, by the devil, by the world, by death itself. And we know where to point them. Here. There is peace in here. There is Jesus in here. There is the good shepherd in here for them and for us. So we do what we've been given. We do stewardship, not because we make this place better, but because we see Jesus here and we hear his cry, rejoice with me for I have found the lost. So we do. We point in all of our vocations. The king is here for sinners, for you and for me, to forgive and to save in your time, in your energy, in your gifts, in your hymns, in your prayers. You point to what the king is doing here for sinners. And all of heaven sings along. So rejoice. Amen. And now may the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, keep your hearts and your minds unto life everlasting. Amen.